0: Coming up on Outcast UK. I'm not playing no games with you bitches. When well, you got a thin waist with cakes like me and an introduction is no longer required. This pussy is
1: iconic. This dick starts riots. I'm internationally known. An international sensation.
0: A bougie bitch with pockets to match. If you Google me, my credentials will pop right up. It's about, at the end of the day, living your truth, being comfortable and confident in your sexuality, regardless of what that looks like, and in your body. Thirst trap. There's trap and I at the time I didn't see anything like that music video I didn't see a lot of musicians put pushing that or re- like showcasing that to the world a different side of of the of the LGBTQ right you gotta go to the
1: tell it go to the Toby Carvery, gotta go to the Toby Carvery. You write Toby that down.
0: The
1: Toby. Toby. Outcast UK with and Smith. Before we go any further, Outcast UK has its live show coming at the London Podcast Festival, uh, not far away now. It's a couple of weeks away. Um, it's going to be on Friday the 8th of September at the London Podcast Festival, King's Place in London, um, in the St Pancras Room, um, where we are going to be having a roundtable discussion. I have got the controversial LGBTQ plus artist Liam Stoney MacDonald having a bit of an artist talk with us. We're going to be chatting about his work. I've got Nick Charles in. You know my mate, Nick. Um, He is the podcaster, music producer, DJ. He's DJing at Fire. He's DJing everywhere. His DJing career is popping off. Uh, But he, just ahead of going off on his holes the next morning, is uh, going to be joining us in London for that roundtable discussion. And our good friend Topher Taylor is on hand as well, um, helping out with some uh, some people's um, uh, sexual needs. No, that, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> advice, sex advice and relationships advice. That was it. He's not going to be helping out with sexual needs un- unless um, certain criteria are fulfilled. Uh, you will find all the info to get your tickets. They're only £9 and it's not a massive venue and it's not a massive audience. You can be part of this show. £9 a ticket I think that's right about £9 a ticket Um, head to playoutcastuk.com that is playoutcastuk.com and the ticket link is on there right now the show
0: this is the UK's
1: hottest LGBTQ plus podcast Outspoken
0: Outrageous, Outcast UK. So,
1: for a bit of a different perspective, I'm about to speak to somebody that I've been chatting to for ages on Instagram and followed his music. He's a queer rapper from Los Angeles, um, and he, before he spoke to me, he was packing his bags and he's literally about to set off. Um, for the airport for LAX to fly to London on that long 13 hour flight uh, from California. Um, some of his tunes you might recognize have been streamed hundreds of thousands of times with really, really cool videos as well. Um, there's his tune Stinky Face with its distinctive sound. And here is his tune Thirst Trap Thursday. He's called Babo, real name Bobby Sango, and I was expecting him to be terrifying in person because the description on Spotify is that he is the male Nicki Minaj, an openly gay rapper with a genuine love for hip hop, capable of crossing over into other genres such as pop and afrobeats as well. Babo is such a cool guy and I caught up with him just before UK Black Pride earlier this week. Firstly, I need to I need to ask you just to confirm how I pronounce your name. It's Babo. You've written it, you've written it for me in the screen now. <laughs> and I need you to say it just in
0: case I got it wrong. It's Babo.
1: Babo, okay. Okay.
0: But don't, not so forced. Have some, put some sauce on it.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. You're really busy right now. You're sat there in your home in LA and you're getting ready to, as soon as we finish now, you're going straight to the airport, aren't you?
0: I need to, I need to make a stop at at the tailors. I got a couple of customized shirts I got. Um, And then I'm headed straight to the airport, yes
1: well okay so tomorrow you'll be in the uk flying into london right
0: yes why are you over um so i have a show that i'm doing uh my first live show performance in uh in london in the uk uh at a place called bubble oasis so super excited about that um and then also this week is uh uk black gay pride week um Mm -hmm. so here to network and connect um and and catch a few vibes. Uh, I came out last year for it and I had a good time. So just trying to trying to uh, double down on it. What was uh, what was the best thing for you from last year? Um, so several things. Um, because I didn't just go to UK Black Gay Pride. I went to um I went to Notting Hill Carnival, which was massive. Uh, literally. Um, we have something similar to that in uh, in LA. We call it Juneteenth. So we celebrate. You know. Black Black Unification. We do it for Juneteenth, so it was just a lot more people than that. Um, but but yeah, so I, I went for 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 uh, Carnival. I went for U, UK Black Gay Pride, and yeah, uh, you know, I, I had a, a really good time. I I think just the people, um, the culture. Uh, I felt for me and everybody's experience is different. Mm-hmm. I felt really seen and heard, uh, from, from the the British people I was connecting with. Um, and I have, I mean, I got a big personality, so I can talk to whoever, Mm -hmm. any walk of life, regardless of, you know, religion, sexual orientation, doesn't matter. I can connect with anybody, but I just felt like, you know, the conversations that I was having were filled with substance and it was genuine. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I felt loved. I, I felt at home, even though that was my first time there. So I would say the people, the culture. Um, I wanted to try more food, more more restaurants. Oh. So you didn't cooking. miss much
1: food-wise here, I don't think. Well, I, well, this, the now, UK is not I, renowned for its food. <laughs> I,
0: heard you guys, I heard you guys do a, a, a Sunday roast, is that correct?
1: That's it, yeah. Sunday roast. That's about all we do. Sunday roast, okay. fish and chips. Did you try one? Did you try Sunday I, roast? I did, I
0: did try fish and chips.
1: <laughs> oh, you tried fish and chips. You got to do that. Did you try Sunday roast? It's the easiest thing ever. It's just roast beef, potatoes, oh, no gravy. That's I it. Gotta,
0: I'm making a point to do that this time round.
1: <laughs> you got to do this. Yeah, you got to go to the. Tell it. Go to the Toby Carvery. You got to go to the Toby whatever. Carvery. Write that down. The Toby. Toby what? The Toby Carvery.
0: Say less. I'm in there. I'm a big foodie. I love food now.
1: So you're a queer rapper based in LA with a string of tunes that people can stream on Spotify. What I think would be really interesting would be for you to just tell people a bit about your story, how you got to where you are right now.
0: So, uh, I didn't always want to do music actually. Uh, Mm -hmm. I went to school for theater arts. So acting, TV, film, stage, theater, these, these were the things that I've always wanted to do.
1: In Um, LA did you go to um, school?
0: Ah, uh, I, I went to school in the South. So that's where the Southern twang.
1: Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I know some people will probably be like, he's from L.A. They don't sound like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> you can't spend too, I, the amount of schooling that I did in the South, you can't stay that long without absorbing that energy. Like, it's yeah. just impossible. So, um, yeah, I, I went to school in the South. But knew that it was either going to be New York or LA when it when it was mm. when I you know was done with school, and I chose LA because I felt like that there was like a missing puzzle piece for me there. Mm. Um, even though I went to school for theater, so that would mean go to New York because theater is more prevalent there than LA. I knew I wanted to do TV and film.
1: Type Which act. is all in LA, really, is it? Yeah,
0: all LA, all LA. So I get out there and I'm auditioning and I'm going to my acting studio because. TV film acting training is different from theater training, right? You got to be big and bold in theater and you got to be real quiet, real soft Mm -hmm. in TV because the camera's so close. So I had to learn how to do that. And I'm auditioning and I'm in a meeting and I'm networking. And I quickly discover it's not about necessarily how talented you are. It's not about how good of a storyteller you are. It's more about all of these different outside things. And this Mm -hmm. is my experience, you know, yeah. Who are you dating? What, how do you talk? How do you dress? What's yeah. your story? These yeah. different things, and then it's you mainly that, isn't it? Yes, and I'm like, no, like I just love telling stories. So, I like, and I'm, and then I was becoming more open with my sexuality around the same time. So, 2012 through about 2015, I've started to be more, more vocally open with it because I've always known what I liked. It's just in the South, you don't talk about that kind of stuff. Yeah. In the Southern United States, now people, oh, I mean, gosh, this was 10 years ago. So now people are, you know, Atlanta has grown TV mm-hmm. and film for the LGBTQ period. Everything, everything has got a rainbow flag on it now. I've it, heard
1: Atlanta is, is, is not that bad. It's a good place to go. I've been told to a, visit Atlanta specifically.
0: It's a great place for for it's a nice safe space for for the queer community to thrive um but atlanta is not georgia <laughs> i went to school in a small town so
1: in georgia yeah yeah,
0: yeah. that's not. It, and the place that i went to is nothing like atlanta you know <laughs> right yeah and living there actually thinking about it i probably only visited atlanta a handful of times and it was in and out so and even then i was around my straight friends like i've i played college football like we weren't talking about the types of things me liking dudes with my football yeah. team. It just didn't happen. So, um, along around me, like discovering more and being open about my sexuality, I discovered, I actually enjoyed more telling my story than somebody else's. And that's what acting yeah. is. You're tell- you're creating somebody, a, a persona, you're telling mm-hmm. another character story. Um, so I got into music that way. And tried to sing a little bit that didn't work tried rapping and that's where I found my niche um and then kept I didn't throw away singing I just needed to find my voice so yeah. this recent song that I put out called you deserve better I sang on it I think I found my I had this is really
1: yeah really kind of soft and like yeah. it's, a, it's a different side too isn't it
0: yeah 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 more vulnerable
1: yeah because most more vulnerable of my fr- than stinky face
0: yeah it's, most of my raps Was in your face we hard <laughs>
1: I think people should check the videos out for these to cheer, for these tunes because uh, I've seen clips of a few of them before, but I was having a little bounce through them before we started chatting. Yeah. And like, for example, Thirsty Th- Thirst Trap Thursday, that's it, not Thirsty Thursday, that's an offer in a bar. Um, <laughs> Thirst Trap Thursday, I mean, that is, that's quite a horny video, isn't it?
0: And listen, so let's get into it because yes. people will see that video or hear about that video. It's, it's. Definitely gone viral on TikTok and YouTube, it's like but of
1: a million on, um, on YouTube, I think.
0: <laughs> and then I had a, uh, there's a, a YouTube channel called no jumper. They did a, a, a reaction video of people, straight guys, watching my video, yes. and they, they yeah. couldn't get past the first 60 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and that's not to try to scare anybody away, but this is what this music video, yes. The song is called Thirst Trap Thursday, so you know Mm -hmm. there'll be some Thirst Traps in it, in the lyrics, in the 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 visuals, hello. But the core meaning behind this music video, because it follows, if you watch it, it, when people watch it, it follows a person of color, a music executive, top music executive, person of color, struggling with his sexuality, trying to come Mm -hmm. to terms with that. He wants to represent this gay artist without, you know, revealing his truth. And so it's like I don't want to tell too much or to reveal too much, but yeah, it, that's what it's about. It's about at the end of the day, living your truth, being comfortable and confident in your sexuality, regardless of what that looks like, and in your body. And I, at the time, I didn't see anything like that music video. I didn't see a lot of musicians put pushing that or re- like showcasing that to the world—a different side. Of of the of the LGBTQ right like, but this see, and this is pre Lil Nas, isn't it? He, he had when I put my music when I when Thirst Trap Thursday was released, um, Industry Baby came out maybe two or three months after.
1: So this is in that period, and that's the only one to a lot of people's, a lot of people will have seen. Queer person of color who's a rapper who's got a highly sexualized video, and the selling point is the kind of sexualization on it in a really positive way. And you were doing sort of that same sort of thing as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now there's a and mind you, when I first started rapping, now this is is 2018, 2019, at the time, I was like, I'm the only one out here! And then you do your research, and it's like, there's actually a whole world of there is. queer black artists, you know, rapping and, and living their truth from their sides of the world, you know? So,
1: I love that. I love to see yeah. that. And um, you, when when I went and did some research, this was um, last year actually, you mm-hmm. came up and so did so did some UK people as well. Um, Carter uh-huh. the Bandit, he follows me on yeah. Instagram. I follow him and he's really cool. Um, and yeah. some other people as well. I can't think of any right now. Do you have any sort of UK people that you think like, yeah, they're doing good things?
0: Carter, Carter the Bandit is a good friend of mine. Um I did a, I have a song out with him that's gonna be on my album, my next my oh, separate, second yeah. releasing that next year. But he's a very I'm a big fan of his, mind you. I think he represents um uh UK rap very mm. well. Um, and so I tapped in with him. And then um there's this guy uh called, that I met at uh at UK Black Gay Pride last year. His name's Keenan. Mm. He's a young but his storytelling, it's like, it's like very rap in your face, but wow. also he can sing as well. So it's like yeah, very yeah. pop too. So he's well balanced. I like the artist that can, can really tap into different versions of himself. Right. Yeah. Uh, Which so is yeah, kind of what
1: part- you're doing when you look between sort of, Thirst Trap Thursday and your latest thing. There's two completely contra I mean, we all have them sides to us, don't we? That's part of being human. Yeah. But you're repping both of them, and it sounds like you really enjoy seeing people do that.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think because that's important. I, for whatever reason, society likes to say, "Oh, everything's black and white," and then a lot of people think with the with the uh, with the LGBTQ that oh, it's a rainbow and everything's inclusive and everything is diverse and there's just That's not the case. Even in our even in our own community, you'll see that people like to either be one extreme, like to push and promote one extreme or the other. Rarely do people like to support the people that are somewhere in between. Right. Which is most of us, isn't it? It's not most of us. Yes. Like I'm, I'm I'm I like I love sports. I love watching sports. I'm very masculine presenting, but I have feminine sides as well. I -hmm. grew up in a house with strong, powerful black women. So I have some, you know, feminine sides as well. And I think that that's a superpower. I don't think that that's something that's weak. And um, I think what that does is that allows for me to be able to communicate with people in a different way than somebody that's uber fucking mad. I can't cuss on the radio.
1: Yeah, you can, but well, okay, I mean, on that. the radio, we're probably gonna edit the f word out. <laughs> on the it. podcast, it's all fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have a potty mouth. Um, you know, a uber masculine person yeah. who oh, I don't want to tap in with my feelings, and that's gay or straight. Right. Mm -hmm. Whereas somebody like me, I can be sensitive and vulnerable and sensitive doesn't mean tears. Sensitive means I sense what you're dealing with and I am open to communicate with you with those feelings. Um, So, yeah, I I think I think it's high time that we start to um, champion those that aren't on the far left extreme or the far right extreme. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. hundred percent. Um, so, I mean, I know the answer to this cause we had a little chat yesterday. Um, but would you ever pretend to be straight to fit in and reach a bigger audience?
0: I think we know the answer, but I want to hear it from you. No, no. no. I, I think, I think there's way too many people doing that already. I think so. And, you know, the, the tea is hot and so we'll let them, we'll let them do what they do. Um, no, I, I, I think I live my authentic truth 24 seven. Uh, hmm. Seven days a week, uh, and and I think what that kind of might hold me back from progressing as fast. Um, however, at the end of the day, you know what you're getting yourself into when you mess with Bobo. When you're listening to my music and all and, and my art and everything, you know what you're getting yourself into. You can never second guess it. You you don't have to, right? Uh, I wear my emotions on my sleeve. Um, with that being said. I've got some new songs that are coming out uh, next month and, and and next year, definitely on the album, that are going to discuss my attraction towards women, and okay. uh, what I don't want that what I because I I when it comes to the spectrum, I I mean it's easy for me to be like oh yeah I'm I'm gay or oh yeah I'm I'm queer you know for society to keep it moving because you know society likes to put us in pretty little boxes. Oh, yeah, it's one thing or
1: the other. But what you're saying is that you exist on the spectrum. We all Mm -hmm. exist probably on a pansexual spectrum, don't we?
0: Yeah. And that's what you're kind of saying there. To be clear, I lean more with guys. You know, I definitely, you know, see myself marrying a man. Um, Don't see myself marrying a woman. mm -hmm. Uh, uh, And that's, you know, and that's, hey, that's trans men, that's trans women. I'm open to all of that. mm -hmm. Um, But... I want to I'm going to be pushing out more songs that kind of talk about and discuss that side of me um, just to, you know, again, showcase that, hey, this type of individual exists. You don't Mm -hmm. have to be one way or the other on the extreme. Um, I've connected and talked with a wide variety of different guys, whether, hey, I don't really see myself with a man, but, you know, we can hook up type stuff and or you know what I mean whatever like there's so many different variations of what it means to be a part of the rainbow community I would just Mm -hmm. really love for us to start painting this rainbow with all the different colors instead of one or two
1: (laughs) yeah exactly exactly um (laughs) so you're you're in LA right now and then you're going to jump on a plane and then 13 hours later you land in London and you've already said that the uk you felt seen in the uk now not everyone says that not all people of color that i know say that some people say they feel more at home and seen and comfortable in the us
0: Mm -hmm. um
1: but yeah you said that you said you kind of prefer the uk right that um like that um why is that
0: yeah as of right now and listen you know i love being an american let me be you know very blunt about that and up front i love being american i wouldn't be Mm -hmm. who i am The type of freedoms that we do have, regardless of the amounts of stuff that, you know, black Americans, we have had to endure uh, for centuries. Um, I do appreciate being an American because there are certain things and freedoms that I can do that I can't do in other parts of the planet. Um, A wide variety of certain freedoms that aren't allowed for any American in other parts of the planet, regardless of sexuality. So let me start there. I love being an American. However, you know, I've been to the Midwest. I've I've lived in in the South. I've I've been to the East Coast. I've I've lived on the West Coast, and yeah. I've never felt more at home than when I was than when I was in London uh, last year. And I don't know. I think it has a lot to do with I look different. I sound different. Uh, I, you know, I am an American. I am a Black American. Black Americans. There's a certain level of culture that we bring to the table. A certain level yeah. of. Seat sauce that we bring to an experience, regardless of whether you're a Southern black American, a a West coast black bear, whatever. When we Mm -hmm. enter into a space, there's a certain level of, Ooh, who's that? Let me, you know, so Mm -hmm. I'm not naive. I know that that's there. And who's to say that maybe me visiting is different from me living. But what I will say, you know, living there, but what I will say is my experience when it comes to networking, when it comes to, uh, um, just people relations it's my experience in london has been a lot better than 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 my american experience i think there's just a lot of oh what can you do for me and uh how much is how much what's your budget type stuff in america it's money 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 it's it's me 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 and my experience in london was not necessarily money 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 nobody wants to do nothing for free but also it's like oh if you if you can hey. Like this show, I booked that myself. I knew the owner. I said, hey, I can bring an audience. Mm-hmm. Um, it's UK Black Gay Pride Week. Would love to create a safe space for people to come and network and and, and get a show, catch a vibe. And they were, um, and he was obliged to do that. Like, uh-huh. I wouldn't be able to do that in America without having to give something up. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. Um. yeah, it was It. my, yeah, I don't know. I, I can't put my thumb on it, but- uh, But you we, feel welcome on that. I, I, feel I think welcome. that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So they, they do say, I've read this so many times, that the kind of racism that people of colour experience in the UK mm-hmm. is a different kind of racism to the one that people of colour experience in the US. How much mm-hmm. do you reckon that's true? Uh.
0: I think it's a thousand percent true. Um, uh, again, I'm not naive to- I think every Black American from a very young age, whilst you're learning your ABCs, you're at the same time learning whether or why, you know, whether somebody likes you or doesn't like you because of the Uh color. of your. This is an elementary beyond, Mm -hmm. you know, you can. Oh, they don't really. Oh. And then you just start adding up the, you know, two plus two equals four. Oh, they don't like because my skin. You know, that's instantly this is elementary. We are learning these things. Yeah. Um, So we are able to read people very well. And, you know, I think the racism that I now when I was in the UK, I didn't experience any racism. If I did, it was nothing that was noticeable or nothing that was that was like deterring my day, messing up my day, Mm -hmm. getting in the way of anything I had going on. Um, I feel like it's a conversation. In, in the UK that would happen. Maybe there's a level of disrespect. Maybe you, you have a conversation about it. Maybe we don't agree, because not everybody's going to be a cup of tea. You're not going to be friends yeah, with everybody. Yeah. And it is what it is. If somebody doesn't like you in the UK because of the color of your skin, hey, we don't want to hang out with you. Cool, I got a group of people I can hang out with, right? Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. The
0: difference, one of the main differences is, in the, in the States, if somebody doesn't like you for the color of their skin, uh, color of your skin, they're trying to remove you from existence.
1: Yeah, they want you out not of society, full stop. Yeah, not only company.
0: do we not want you, not only do we question your, why you exist, but also why are you here? You don't deserve to be in in this nice area of town. There's a systematic form of racism that exists in America. Mm-hmm. Not only are we not allowing you, you know, access to funds and financial freedoms or, you know, loans or, you know, housing. Uh, But where, you know, there are certain people that are literally trying to take you out. You know, Uh, I encourage you, if you haven't already, check out the 13th documentary on Netflix by uh, the beautiful, uh, talented and smart uh, uh, Ava DuVernay. It, It explains perfectly why, you know, America has the most prison systems on the planet you know it was like the 13th amendment was like a loophole for people to be able to still have slavery oh slavery doesn't exist unless you you know have been co- uh, com- uh, convicted of a crime yeah so if you you know if you're in jail oh then we can then strip then you away. do hard
1: labor in jail yeah
0: <laughs> hello hello yeah, so yeah. there i mean i'd encourage everybody to check out that documentary if you haven't already but yeah it's just again love being an american but at this stage of my life, when we're talking about career, when we're talking about significant other, we're talking about starting a family. I see myself doing that more in, in you know, outside of my country, anywhere outside of my country than within, because I know how to navigate the space in America. Yeah. Watching, you know, make sure my I'm driving correctly, speed limit, all of that. Make sure I'm doing this and that. I can't say the same. I can't say I would feel the same about my own children when I start to have them, you know, Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to have to, you're going to always worry about your kids, but I would feel, I would feel more at safe or more safe if I was, you know, to, to, to begin a family, you know, outside than, than. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm.
1: So in, in the U S at the moment, and we'll move on from this in a second, but I just want to know what you think about this. You're looking at like potentially like Trump coming back next Mm -hmm. year. How does that make you feel? Because he is not on our side collectively, and, yeah. and I, I'm almost certain he's not on the side of um, queer people of color. How does it yeah. make you feel?
0: Um, you know, when it comes to when it comes to uh, to Trump, um, you know, I think he's my thing. My thing with Donald Trump was when he got elected. I was like, wow, that's that's so American. Like, that is the American dream to have zero qualification to be the leader of the free world. And you become yeah. the president of the United States. Anything yeah. is truly possible. If that ain't America, I don't know what is. Right. <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 totally. You know, totally.
0: That's one thing. You know, black Americans, we're going we're going to find something to laugh about. We're going we're going to find something. We're going to try to make something happy out of a out of a negative situation. Um, You know, I think my issue with Donald Trump is, you know, uh, I think he's smart. I think his team is smart. And I would much rather him be more, um, you know, if you know that a certain group, if you entice a certain group with certain things that you say and do, and that certain group is going to be, you know, all about racism or, Uh uh, you know, all of that, I think that's wrong. You know, um, he's also facing a lot of like, Charges and all of yeah, these like
1: hundreds, things. hundreds. But I mean, yeah. if he wins, this is it. He's going to be able to pardon himself, isn't he? So, um, right.
0: so I, I don't. You know, how do I feel about it? I mean, whatever happens, happens. Am I going to vote for him? No. Respectfully, you know what I mean, or however yeah. anybody wants to take it. And it's simply, it's not because you know. I just don't believe that he has the best interest at heart for people that look like me.
1: Yeah, fair on,
0: for the for the communities that I that I belong to. I don't think he has those people, those people's best interests at heart. You know. He's done if you do your research, he people might argue, well, he's done a lot for the black Americans and uh, the receipts have shown that, but at what cost? Yeah,
1: right? of course. Yeah.
0: And what else does what else is he doing? Like what else is he doing that doesn't sit right with you within, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
1: Okay, that was interesting. Thank you for that. Um, So dating-wise, any differences between like London and LA, two completely different um, places really when it comes to that, when it comes to like-
0: I went on more dates. In the UK? I went on more dates in London in my life than I have on the West Coast. I have legit probably went on like a handful of dates in in America. Are these Uh, dates
1: like, just like, (laughs) I'm trying to ask. I'm
0: talking like, I'm talking, like, I'm talking like, hey, let's go on a date. Let's go get something to eat. Let's go watch a movie. Let's a date. Yeah,
1: yeah, and okay. Hooking up,
0: hooking up. That's different. That's not a date. Yeah, I'm just checking
1: talking about the same thing. I was like, that's not a date. That's not a date.
0: I'm just that's checking, you know. Up, yeah, yeah, up. totally different. So yeah, like see, actual dates. No, child. No, I wasn't going, I wasn't hooking up with as many. At all. No, 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 no. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. I get mine. I get mine. No, I I think it's just probably like I'm 35 now probably around 29, 28. I was like done with the like let's just hook up. I was like yo, I've never had a boyfriend before. Like I want to have a man, like I want to have a man. I want to do yeah. I want to do those things. And it would it would always, you know, be a lack of substance whether it's the conversation. It's always going to be sexual in some way or form. Yeah. It's never what are you doing? What are your goals? What are your aspirations? What are your dreams? What are you passionate about? What do you want to do? What are you doing for work? Right. What have you done? What are you? You know what I mean? Like these types of uh-huh. things like that was the chapter in my life. And everybody is just all about circuit parties and hookup culture. Uh-huh. And, and furthermore, I just felt like as a black American man, I'm not some, whether, like if I'm dealing with somebody that's a, like a white American or an Asian American or a Latin American, I'm always dealing with they just want to hook up. They don't want to date. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if I'm dealing with the type of black guys that I like, the type of guy that I like in general is a more masculine dude and he's got to be taller than me. That's just, it is what it is. I have a big <laughs> my, personality. How tall are you? Just so we know. I'm 5'10 and some change.
1: Okay. Yeah. yeah, Same here. I'm 5'10 yeah. and some change. Don't, yeah.
0: don't forget my
1: change to it. <laughs> Give me my change. My
0: height. um but yeah like i I have because of my big personality like if i'm with a taller guy they kind of they're not intimidated they're less intimidated by me and my personality and what i bring to the table versus somebody that's either my height or or shorter there's always a there's always like a like a short man syndrome type thing that's going Uh on so that's that on that but as far as like yeah, I, I'm into a more masculine guy. Again, I like sports, so I prefer mm-hmm. a dude that likes sports or can know what's going on when we're watching football, baseball, soccer, whatever. Um, love the love the girls, love the Britney Spears, love the Lady Gaga's. But like, if I had to choose between a high school football game or a college football game over one of their concerts, I'm gonna choose the game.
1: Respectfully. Yeah. Res- Respectfully, I love my, my partner's exactly the same. My partner is. I like, don't get what's going on on sport. I'm like, do you know how ten, Do you know how tennis works? <laughs> the game tennis. I was watching the Wimbledon thing the other week, and I was like, what is going on? I thought it was like football where they had to sort of smack it behind each other. And he's like, no, no, no. You've been you've misunderstood this for years. And he will like he would rather watch sports and football and a sports game over any other thing. So I get where you're coming from there. And also, I feel like people. Queer people who are into sports and want to do that, also underrepresented. Like it's almost like they don't exist sometimes. I get that impression.
0: I had a friend of mine that was like, Yo, um, love your music, uh, but you won't believe how how it got introduced to me. And I was like, Oh, tell me. You know, and he was like, yeah, well, I had, you know, my other queer friend, who's actually very femme, sent it to me and was like, Ugh, you're like this. It's so masculine, it's so hardcore. And I was like, why on one end i'm like thank you for the share regardless of how. <laughs> yeah shit. thanks for that but thank you for the stream but also it's like why what where is this i have i've done songs like i have a few songs where i kind of talk my my shit towards like the pop queens and the very femme gays because it's like where's this hate coming from At least for me. I can't speak for anybody else, but I Uh always feel like sometimes I don't I'm not accepted from in the community because I'm not super femme. Yeah, that's a thing, isn't it? And that's a, it is. And it's so disheartening. Like come as you you're supposed to be able to come as we are. We're supposed to be able to live our truths. And I just don't feel like that's the case. I feel like it's a facade.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and there's that. But people are just obsessed with putting people in. Like you said, that that really binary option. It's like you're either super femme or you're super mask, and there's no sort of like we don't we all sort of drift between the two. I kind of that's been that's what I think anyway, and um, right. Tell us about your new music. You've got some new stuff out. I know that the um, stuff over the last few years, some of it's got like a few hundred thousand streams and it genuinely is. I'm not just saying this because I've got you on. I have been listening to your stuff like all through last year. Sometimes like um, Thirst Trap Thursday and like Stinky Face got me through mm-hmm. some sometimes in the gym in particular. It's it's good to have on your gym playlist. Um, <laughs> tell us about your new stuff.
0: Um, so I recently put out a song called E and, yeah. and it's, it's like, a the goal was to like be a part of like, a an Afro beats essence, hip hop infusion type song, because my, my roots is hip hop and I'm still trying to dabble into the Afro beats world. Yeah. Um, but that particular song, I kind of talk about, you know, the, the issues that I have with like, not just, I'm always going to be battling, racism and homophobia always until it just is done. I'm always going to be a front runner for that. But also like I've dealt with like what I call like gay elite issues where it's like, if you're not cool, if you're not femme, if you're not pop, we don't want to, we don't want to mess with you. We don't want to, we don't want to embrace you. I've had clubs not want to, gay clubs not want to play my music because it wasn't pop music. You know, I've had the one night of the week, Black Knight Club that don't wanna, you know, really put me on the stage or really play my music in those spaces because I'm not the cool guy or I'm not super popular or I'm not kissing anybody's ass. Yeah. So that song in particular kinda is all about like, yo, if I'm just because I'm not super pop and I'm not super film, don't mean that we're not out here getting to this money as a black, mm-hmm. queer, more masculine leaning guy, mm-hmm. rapper we out here getting to the same bag as you, you know what I mean? Like we just uh-huh. as important. And, you know, at the same time, like, yo, let's figure this shit out, come together, you know, and go hard as one, you know what I mean? So that's what that song's about. And then I also put out the song that I was telling you about earlier with me singing, finding my singing voice. Um, you deserve you better. You deserve
1: better, yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I, I, I just feel like, I just feel like, it was years of, of hard work really coming to a head with that particular record. It's a it's a mainstream smash record. Uh, there's no cussing in it. It's so radio ready now. Um, and I just really hope that other people, not, regardless of whether you're in my community or in our community or not, like really resonate with what this song is discussing. I had wrote, mm-hmm. I went on my Euro trip, came back and I was like, I'm never messing with Any more American dudes? I'm good on it. You know, I was like, I'm I'm done with American guys. I've been look, they're treating me so right over here. Like I'm done, right? And then I met this dude, and I was like, oh man. And it wasn't it wasn't on any date. Now it was legit. Me just sliding in the DM. It was like, hey, what's going on? You know? And he's also a musician, and out here on his grind he's uh he's he's from the south too so it was like i kind of connect so you've got with that
1: connection yeah. yeah yeah
0: yeah and long story short i dealt with this it, like at the end of the day and we had the thing that pissed me off was we had conversations about my experience overseas my issues with dating in la and he agreed and everything was cool and then all of a sudden i didn't I, it was the ghost in and And it was the, oh, I'm just busy. It was just bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. So I made this song about... Because in the past, that might have hurt me. That might have been, man, like, is it me? Am I not attracted? Uh But after this Euro trip, and after getting out of the country and just experiencing different cultures, I said, no, like, I need to start putting me first. I need to start knowing my worth and, and realizing what I will and won't tolerate. And... That's how that song came about. And I just know that I can't possibly be the only one that has ever had their heart broken, that has ever dealt with similar situations with somebody ghosting you or just or you just needing to know that you deserve better, like knowing your worth. I can't possibly be. the So that's that song is really special for me. So I'm looking forward to seeing it kind of blossom and take off.
1: Yeah it's nice it's nice to see a different side of you as well. So yeah. um well but, but how long how long have we got to go now so you fly like a few hours?
0: Yeah. Yeah I got to um uh, probably got to head out here soon so I can go to these the tailor and get my shirts.
1: What, what kind of, you know, when you're on that, you've got a 13 hour flight ahead of you. What, what do you do on a 13 hour flight? Because I've only done it a few times. I've been to LA, I've actually been to LA about five times. Uh-huh. But ev- every time it was that flight, I was like, what am I going to do? I'm going to, I've got to sit still for 13 hours. And I always <laughs> used to end up watching like, this, this, most of the films I watched have been on long haul flights. So what is it that you do? How do you get yourself prepped for that flight?
0: It don't matter how long the flight is. I'm going straight to sleep. Do you just sleep all the way through? I'm sleeping
1: no help sleeping no sleeper no, no edible no nothing no.
0: I'm getting on and look they're gonna come around with that cart they're gonna give me an alcoholic <laughs> that's gonna Favorite make bit. me go to sleep even longer
1: <laughs> yeah yeah you can't turn that down I want like to huh? be woken up every time the food comes past huh I want to be woken like, up every time the food comes past me I'm ready
0: <laughs> i don't I wake me up because i'm gonna give me a drink i'm gonna give you something to eat i'm going right back to sleep i yeah, don't that's like me. staying awake on the planes i don't i just
1: no it's not good
0: uh, it's gonna be hard because it is such a lot like i don't think i've slept 13 hours before like when i did a it was on one way coming back and i might have woken up like maybe twice but i am a very stickler at like just going to sleep
1: that is good i i can be asleep but i came back from barcelona the other day it was like a two and a half hour flight and mm-hmm. I can be asleep. You know, when you come away from the terminal in the plane before you've took off, I can be like, mm-hmm. like <laughs> before those wheels have even lifted up, I can just be like, yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I just wake up slightly just to check that we haven't died. Just for a second. <laughs> it's, all, it's, it's all been fine. Uh, listen, yeah. I, I hope you have a really good trip. You know, um, it sounds like you had a great time last year and I'm so proud that you feel like comfortable and happy in the UK. And I feel like UK Black Pride is probably, out of all the events, the vibe of the whole setup just really suits what you're about, doesn't it? So, um, yeah. yeah, that's really cool to see. It's
0: the biggest It's the biggest black pride on the planet as of right now. Last year, there was 20,000 plus people. And yeah. when I tell you the vibe, listen, when I tell you I the vibe was were top tier, like it was, yeah. there was no fighting. There was no negativity. Everybody yeah. was on one accord. It was the beautifulest thing. I got pictures and videos. I have to send it to you. It was the most beautiful thing to see, just a sea of people that look like me, that are like me, and we are all vibing positively. If you, if nobody has ever been, you have to go.
1: Yeah. It sounds so good. It sounds so good. And I've heard such good things about it. What they've done actually, before, before you go, I'll tell you this. So it was going to be on the Sunday UK Black Pride this year. And because it's in the, you know, the Olympic park, that's mm-hmm. where it is, right? the The Olympic Park, the stadium, is now West Ham United's ground, the football team, and West oh. Ham United were due to be playing Chelsea, the other team in London, on Sunday. Now they are both teams with a history of racism and homophobia, and I oh. we used to like hang out like quite close to the ground, quite a bit, and I used to be kind of scared when they were kicking out of the football match. So they've changed it to the Saturday. They, that's where they've moved the date to the Saturday because oh. of that. So, because wow. I was thinking that that would totally destroy the UK Black Pride vibe if there were Chelsea and West Ham supporters just like walking around. it would have been worse. Yeah, wow! They
0: fixed it. I did not know that.
1: Yeah, they've only just fixed it last few weeks. So, yeah, fingers crossed it's a really successful weekend. And listen, come back on at some point soon. We've got to find a reason to have another chat. It's been really good catching up.
0: Yes, I got. Let me just put out some more music. Say less. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: enjoy your trip. Enjoy your flight, and uh, we will speak soon.
0: Alrighty. Thank you.
1: Outcast UK on TikTok and Instagram. Just search Play Outcast UK. Outcast UK has its live show coming at the London Podcast Festival. Uh, Not far away now. It's a couple of weeks away. Um, it's going to be on Friday, the eighth of September, at the London Podcast Festival, King's Place in London, um, in the St Pancras room, um, where we are going to be having a roundtable discussion. I have got the controversial LGBTQ plus artist Liam Stoney MacDonald having a bit of an artist talk with us. We're going to be chatting about his work. I've got Nick Charles in, you know my mate Nick. Um, he is the podcaster, music producer, DJs, DJing at fire. He's DJing everywhere. His DJing career is popping off. Uh, but he just ahead of going off on his holes the next morning is going to be joining us in London for that roundtable discussion and our good friend Topher Taylor is on hand as well, um, helping out with some uh, some people's... um uh, sexual needs. No, that, that doesn't sound right. Advice, sex advice and relationships advice. That was it. He's not going to be helping out with sexual needs un, unless um, certain criteria are fulfilled. Uh, you will find all the info to get your tickets. They're only £9 and it's not a massive venue and it's not a massive audience. You can be part of this show. £9 a ticket, I think that's right, about £9 a ticket, um, head to playoutcastuk.com. That is playoutcastuk.com, and the ticket link is on there. Next time on Outcast UK. She, she ate a
0: hot dog in a way that might garner some attention. You know what I mean.
1: No, I, I do, I do. At um, the, the point that which she sort of consumed the hot dog, they must have been like, we've got a star on our hands here.
0: <laughs> Outcast UK with Graham Smith.